Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Code of Sisterhood podcast. This is your host, Erica Warren. And today's episode, I want to talk about attachment versus connection and what that looked like and what are the differences and how you can identify if you're in an unhealthy attachment or if you are thriving in a healthy connection because relationships out here now are very, very valuable, but also very challenging. And if you don't recognize if your relationship is healthy, if it's building you up, if it's propelling you forward, if it's uplifting you, if it's making you better versus if it's draining you, if it's holding you back, if it's diminishing your value, if it's, you know, um, chipping away at your self-esteem, at your motivation, at your inspiration, then you might be in an unhealthy relationship. Um, and I would call that an attachment. And the way I differentiate between attachment and connection, it just occurred to me um, this morning when I woke up and I was just thinking. An attachment in my mind and how I see it and how I view it is it's something that is actually becoming attached to you and it's pulling away from you. It's pulling something out of you versus a connection where there's a continual flow of, you know, energy, reciprocal energy going in and coming out. When I've, when I think of attachment, I think of energy flowing out, but not coming back in. And when I think of a connection, I think of it as a continual flow coming in and being replenished and and coming back towards you. And in relationships, you'll notice if you're in an attachment, it's more than likely it feels forced. It feels challenging. It feels draining. Um, it leaves you, you know, feeling empty inside. It leaves you feeling, um, you know, on pins and needles, it, it just is unsettling. Whereas in, in a healthy connection, you feel more grounded, you feel more balanced, you feel more energized, you feel more liberated, um, you know, you feel more optimistic about the future, you know, of that relationship and of your life. Um, so I wanted to highlight some big differences that will let you know if you're either in an unhealthy attachment or if you're in a healthy, you know, if you're thriving in a healthy connection. And these are just a few of the things um, that you can kind of think about in your own situation and analyze, you know, compare. Is this what I'm going through or, you know, am I kind of more on the right track. And then once you identify, you know, where you stand, if there is room for improvement or if there needs to be some changes made, then you can start there and make those changes. 
and you can make an ultimate decision if this is a situation that I need to cut loose or is it something that's worth saving? Is it salvageable? And, you know, can I just make some improvements to make it better? So this is what an unhealthy attachment sounds like. Fix me, save me, validate me. If you're in a situation where you feel like you have to constantly fix a person or mold them into you, who you need them to be, or they need constant validation, uh, you, you can be in, in, in the uh, attachment with that person or if you are that person, that, that's more hard to face if you're actually that person who needs to be fixed, who needs to be saved, and who needs to be validated. But if you can be open and honest with yourself and recognize that that might be you, then you're in an unhealthy attachment. You've attached yourself to someone. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a breeding ground for growth. It's more of a, a stagnant place to be in because you can never get your validation from an outside source. It always has to come from within, always has to come from your Lord and Savior God. And for some of you who may not believe in God, wherever you draw your energy from, it has to come from within. It cannot come from an outside source, another person, another place, or any kind of things. It has to come from within. Um, on the other hand, if you're in a healthy connection, it would sound more like learn me, see me, or hold space, you know, for me to be myself completely. In an unhealthy attachment, it would sound like a roller coaster ride full of ups and downs, full of a lot of highs and lows. You're you're perfectly good one day, you're all in love, you're infatuated with each other, and the next day you hate each other, you can't stand each other, you're the worst person on earth. If it's the constant up and down, up and down, up and down. That's an unhealthy attachment because a healthy connection is more safe. It's more consistent. There's a lot of open communication. There's healthy boundaries being set. And then both parties respect each other's boundaries. There's consistency. When you're in a healthy connection, you know that when I go to bed tonight, and I wake up tomorrow, the person that I knew last night, they're going to be on that same, they're going to be that same person. I don't have to walk on pins and needles wondering who am I going to get today? What kind of mood are they going to be in today? How are they going to treat me today? It's constant. It's consistent. They're consistently the same person. They show up even killed. You know, they're not easily swayed by mood, um, not to say that things don't happen and um, people react in certain ways. You're not going to be, you know, in the same exact headspace every day, 
but the way that you treat me and the way that you view me does not change just because of outside, you know, events. You don't treat me any different than you used to just because things have changed, unless it's something that I have actually done to you. But if it's something that I didn't do to you, or if it was something that I didn't cause, you treat me the same way that you've always treated me. That's consistent. That's a healthy connection. But the chaotic ups and downs, and some people are actually addicted to that, to that adrenaline rush of not knowing how the person is going to treat them from day to day or how are they going to react to certain situations. And that just means that both of you are unhealthy individuals and you thrive off of chaos and drama. And that needs to be checked on an individual level before even getting attached or trying to connect with anybody. So on the next one, an unhealthy attachment looks like you complete me. How many times have we heard that statement? I want to find a partner. I want to find my other half. I want to find someone who completes me, who makes me whole. That is unhealthy. That is an unhealthy way to look at relationships because it, it says that I'm walking around on this earth and I'm not a whole person. I'm not a complete person. I'm not happy with myself unless I'm attached to another person. And that's too much weight and too much responsibility to put on anyone. You cannot put your happiness and your well-being on someone else and expect them to deliver because you're two totally different beings, humans. But a healthy connection sounds like you enhance my life. You complement the happiness that I have. You complement the wholeness of my life. You complement, you add to it, but you don't complete me. I was already a complete person when I met you. Just think about that. God does not make half people. He doesn't make incomplete people. He made you whole. He gave you life. He gave you purpose. He gave you meaning. He made you in his own image. So he did not make you a incomplete being. He made you a whole being and he made other people to come into your life to compliment you, to enhance what you have, but not to complete you. Um, Next on the list, unhealthy attachment sounds like I betray myself to fulfill the needs of my partner. I put myself on the back burner because that's just what a good partner does. I sacrifice my own needs and my own wants and my own desires to please my partner. That's unhealthy. And you will find yourself being so drained and you will have nothing left for yourself and you won't even realize. So many of us have been brought up to believe that that is just how relationships are. You're supposed to sacrifice yourself for the other person. But if we go back to the previous statement, if you're a complete person 
and you meet another complete person, you both are whole, you're just enhancing each other. You don't have to sacrifice yourself. You don't have to, um, you know, dumb down who you are and put yourself on the back burner to put another person's happiness ahead of yours. That's unhealthy. That's an attachment that's called codependency where you, you need someone to need you and you do everything you sacrifice yourself to have that person in your life. And so you do everything for them to make them happy all the while nobody's doing anything to make you happy. You're not even putting your happiness as a priority. And so you're always left drained in that attachment. You always feel like you give more than you get. And then eventually you become resentful because human nature is we want love. We don't just want to be the giver all of the time. We want it to be reciprocated. But a lot of times the codependent person feels like if I give more, then eventually this person will catch on and they will give back to me what I'm giving. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that because the taker automatically assumes that you're okay with giving and giving. And they assume that you don't really need much because that is the way that you set them up. You've made them accustomed to that. And so they don't feel like anything is out of the ordinary. Anything is wrong. Because this is the way it's always been. They've always given to me and they've never required much from me. So I don't see anything wrong with this situation. I don't know that you expect me to give back to you because you've never asked. You never required it from me. So that's an unhealthy attachment. And that's what that looks like. But in a healthy connection, it sounds like I make me happy first. Happy me can give more to the partner that I'm with or the people in my life. You have to fill up your own cup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot give what you don't have. If you are depleted and you are drained and you're on empty, the people around you will also suffer because you don't have anything to give to them anymore. You have nothing left. And if you're in a situation with a taker, with a narcissist who needs constant supply, and once they drain you dry, what they do is move on to a new supply because they need their supply. Um, they don't have time to try to replenish you. They're busy trying to get what they need. So if you're in a situation where you're not putting yourself first. You're not pouring into yourself. You're not restoring your energy. You're not recharging. You're not getting yourself refilled. Then you're, you don't have anything left for anyone. I've been guilty of that. So many, um, in so many of my past relationships, when I felt like if I give more, eventually I will get back what I've given, but givers have to set boundaries and limitations because the takers, they don't have any, they're getting, they're getting what they need. They're getting fulfilled. They're getting filled up and they don't feel the need to give anything back because we've made them accustomed to that. So the next one, an unhealthy attachment sounds like 
there's no concept of personal space. So you don't set any boundaries. Um, you don't, you don't voice anything that makes you uncomfortable. Um, and when people come into your life, they just run all over your boundaries because you have not voiced them. You have not verbalized them. And then even if you do, many times you don't enforce them. You may say one thing and then human nature is we're all set up to test boundaries. And it's a subconscious thing. Most of the time it's not even conscious. When someone says something to us, our first instinct is to test that to see if they are really serious about what they're saying. So many times you'll be in situations where people will, will get real close to your boundary and they see you haven't said anything. You haven't, um, you know, alerted them that they're getting close to crossing your boundary. So they go ahead and cross that boundary. And then you don't say anything. You make, you make excuses for them. You make concessions for them. You know, you, you ignore it. And so now they, they no longer respect your boundaries because yeah, you said it, but you still let me do it. So you wasn't really serious about it. And that's an unhealthy attachment. Boundaries are made to, you know, protect relationships. Many of us have been um, conditioned to believe that boundaries are a bad thing and that relationships should just flow naturally. You shouldn't have to set boundaries with people that you care about, you know, and that's that's the most untrue statement ever. And it's, it's a toxic belief. And we wonder why our relationships always end badly is because if we were able to set healthy boundaries from the offset and then respect each other's boundaries, relationships would last so much longer and they would be so much easier. They would flow a lot better because we know what we, you know, we understand how we both need to operate with each other, you know, to gain the best connection, to understand each other best, um, to really respect each other in the highest regard. Personal space is needed. Boundaries are needed. They're not a bad thing. Boundaries and walls are different. Now, setting up walls, walls are not good for relationships because not only do walls keep people out, but they keep you trapped in isolation. We don't want to build walls. We just want to build boundaries to say that this is the safe space for us. This is a line that you or I should not cross with each other. So that we can still, you know, enjoy each other's company, still respect each other as individuals and and not feel resentment towards each other, not feel violated by each other because you're getting what you need. I'm getting what I need and my needs are not um, negating yours. My needs are not more important than yours. My needs are not canceling yours out. And that's what those boundaries are set for. But in a healthy connection, everybody respects those boundaries. And because you value 
that connection so much. You value the presence of that person in your life so much that you wouldn't dare, you know, cross those boundaries and disrespect them, you know, and make them feel unheard or um, unimportant. And, and that's my interpretation of the difference between an unhealthy attachment and a healthy connection. And if we could learn this, you know, this, this verbiage a lot earlier in life, especially at the offset when we're getting out of school and we're leaving our parents' homes and we're going out into the world and we're learning how to socialize and we're learning how to relate to people and we're learning how to build relationships. You know, if we were taught these kind of skills at the offset of our lives, you know, we would create healthier relationships, thriving relationships, and we wouldn't have to go through so much damage, you know, and heartache and disappointment. You know, there, it, like, life is going to bring a lot of, um, you know, difficult lessons a lot of times, but we can make it a lot less difficult and a lot less damaging if we were to send our young people out in the world um, armed with the information that maybe we did not have at their age, that the things that we've learned later in life, if we were able to equip them with that information at an earlier age in their life, then we can, we can, um, we can bridge that gap and we can shorten that learning curve for them so that when they get to the age that we are, they are way more advanced. Um, they're thriving at a higher level. And that's just the responsibility of every generation is to make the next generation a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser. Um, because that's, that's progression. That's elevation. That's evolution. And I truly believe in that. And whenever I do my part, you know, in that process, that fulfills me and that gives me, you know, greater purpose and greater meaning for my life. And I know that a lot of the things that I learned the hard way wasn't in vain and that somebody else can benefit, you know, from those lessons. And so thank you all so much for tuning in um, into this episode and I hope this was a valuable message. I hope this word gets spread far and wide so that we can create wiser, more intelligent, more advanced um, young people who are going to be the future leaders of this world. And that's all I have for y'all. Until next time.